Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for two things today. First, your SmackDown study and your picks for SummerSlam 2022. God bless. It's on a Saturday. Gives us a whole day to recover tomorrow for Sunday. Very excited about this pay-per-view, especially with the big changes that's been going on after Vince retired, uh, Triple H stepping in. Man, this could be a lot of fun. Uh, I truly feel like this is going to be a really good uh, premium live event. <laughs> and then the real fun begins next week, starting with Raw. Uh, well, I should say, actually, it probably will start tonight. Um, obviously, a lot of the probably Vince-led storylines will be wrapped up, and Triple H's new ones will begin to start. Um, obviously, the one big change... Uh, with SummerSlam is that the match between Seth Rollins and Riddle has been postponed due to an injury to Riddle. Now, will that mean Seth gets an extra match against a mystery opponent? We don't know. They haven't confirmed anything. Uh, so as of right now, we only have eight matches on the SummerSlam card, which will probably still be a three to four hour pay-per-view. Uh, they might just give another other couple matches, maybe a little extra time. But if they decide to throw a Seth Rollins match in there, I would be very interested to see who he would face. I've seen everything on the Internet when it comes to this. I've seen uh, Dolph Ziggler be a potential um, a mystery opponent or uh, Johnny Gargano. I I've even seen Bray Wyatt returning. You know, it's uh, the list is 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 long. Uh, and honestly, uh, with Seth, it could be anybody, and it could be anything, and it could be fantastic because it's Seth Rollins, and the man is amazing. Um, I I honestly hope we do get some surprises uh tonight on SummerSlam. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, obviously I expect there to be some really great matches because these guys always deliver when it comes to these premium live events. But before we get to that, let's dive into SmackDown, get that stuff ready to go. And then we turn our tides towards SummerSlam. So on SmackDown, we kicked off with the good old fashioned Donnybrook match between Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Now with this one, the winner of this match goes to clash at the castle and headlines against whoever walks out the WWE undisputed champion. And uh, let me tell you, this match did not fail. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, I am determined can never have a bad match ever. Just, just, they just beat the ever living snot out of one another. It was a fantastic match. Of course you get the rest of the brawling brutes getting involved, but it didn't matter. Um, because Drew was able to rebound, get the win, get the title shot at Clash at the Castle. So good 30 minutes was devoted to this match, which was which was good. Um, really enjoyed it. A lot of fun. So we'll see what happens with Drew going forward. After that, we had some epic trolling uh, from Happy Corbin. He bought himself a ticket to the show and walked to the very front row behind the commentary table and just nagged, antagonized Pat McAfee for a good 5-10 minutes. Pat was furious, wanted to kick the crap out of Corbin. Cole was like, no, you can't do that. You know, you got to just you know, fight him on Saturday. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You'll be good. And then what happens? We get some 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 uh shenanigans corbin jumps the jumps the guardrail and then low blows 
Pat with a punt. Yeah. Not. Uh. But the next level trolling I want to talk about for a second. Happy Corbin comes up with a, a sign that just says loser with a picture of Pat McAfee. But the picture of Pat McAfee is his mugshot from when he got arrested. So, like I said, next level trolling, some good shit. I look forward to this match a lot. I really, really feel like this could be a dark horse match because people sleep on Pat McAfee, even though he's only had two matches. Both matches were really, really good. So I'm looking forward to this one a lot. After that, we jumped into some women's action as both Shotzi and Aaliyah had themselves a little match. Uh, I know Aaliyah was supposed to face Lacey Evans again, uh, but Lacey was not medically cleared to wrestle. Uh, so we actually had ourselves a nice match between Shotzi and Aaliyah with Shotzi picking up the victory. Uh, it's nice to see both these ladies actually getting some in-ring time. Uh, and Shotzi getting the win, which was also a, a good thing. I want to see more of Shotzi. Uh, I really feel like she was severely underutilized when Vince was there. And they did a great job with her in NXT. So I'm assuming that that will now start to translate going forward here. Of course, with that, we then transitioned into Rhonda coming out because uh, there was a little bit of a thing in the back with Rhonda and Liv uh, before they were interrupted by Sonia and Natalia. Rhonda comes out to the ring. Shotzi tries to uh, tries to act tough, but Rhonda puts her down pretty quickly. Uh, calls out Liv for a moment, but before anything can really go on. We end up getting Sonia and Natalia coming out as well. We have ourselves a nice women's tag team match. Ronda and Liv getting the victory here. But the thing that I noticed is that Liv did not want to tag Ronda in at all. Liv wanted to do it by herself. I know Liv's trying to prove to everybody that she's a worthy champion. I get that. But you got to lean into your tag partner, especially the night before the paper. I'm sorry, the premium live event. You have to not exhaust yourself so much. Rhonda eventually tags herself in, takes the match over, gets the submission victory uh, over Sonya. And then we have a nice little stare down between Rhonda and Liv. And we move forward into that match. Now, when it comes to this match, I really don't know where I stand on it. I feel like this could be this could be over quickly, but I also feel like it would be a war of attrition at the same time. It's I don't know. It's I'm I'm in, very intrigued by this match. Um, when we go to the pick section, I'll, I'll I'll kind of elaborate a little bit more. But after that, we had a nice face to face between the Street Profits and the Usos in the ring. Jeff Jarrett, of course, making his way out there as well, trying to keep the peace. And, of course, he said next, uh, you know, tomorrow, meeting tonight for SummerSlam, he only has one rule, and he's only there for one reason, just to count to three. So it kind of sounds like this match could be no DQ or everything. Could be whatever. Uh, falls count in the ring. That's could be That could be all. At least that's how it was insinuated. So I don't know. But, of course... The boys start fighting with one another, scrums everywhere, and of course, Jeff Jarrett eats a super kick from Jay Uso, which Jarrett sold immaculately. It was wonderful. Um, obviously, that's not the best thing for the undisputed tag champs to run into uh, before the show. So we'll see. 
We'll see if Jarrett holds on to that or if he's able to just let it go, and uh, we'll see. But after that, we got some maximum male model action where we had our 2022 Beachwear collection for SummerSlam. Thanks to Maxine Dupree, we had Masse and Mansoir as well. And a surprise, Max Dupree makes his return. Now, rumors had stated that Max was pulled from the Maximum Male Models uh, due to some issues with delivery of lines, Vince not liking it. Uh, but obviously Vince is gone, and if uh, he was, if Max was able to finagle his way back in, it certainly seems like that's still the case as of last night. So we'll see what happens. I know a lot of people are upset because they want LA Knight back, and I get it. Um, I love him wrestling, but he is so good on the mic. So we'll see. We'll see what happens going forward. After that, we had, I believe, possibly the final match between the Viking Raiders and the new day. I'm not going to say new vicious. I don't know. I still don't understand why they kept that, even though after Vince, after Vince left, but whatever it is, what it is. Uh, the Viking Raiders get the victory and then they do the unthinkable. They smash a chair between Xavier Woods and the mat holding kind of like opening up, opening up the chair slightly sliding his ankle in, closing it and then stopping on it. Not the best. Uh, obviously, this was the same leg that Xavier had torn his Achilles and cost him, you know, half a year of his career. So uh, obviously, you know, I'm going to kind of break kayfabe a little bit. He sold this injury like he had been shot. It was it was so well done. So we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, kind of looks like Kofi's the only man standing now for New Day for the foreseeable future. So we'll see. And then our main event which was not a match, but it was just as good. Paul Heyman coming out to the ring to give a message before SummerSlam. And of course, he was interrupted by the Beast himself, Brock Lesnar. Brock comes out, gets in the ring, looks like he's about to attack Paul Heyman, and then gets attacked from behind by Theory. Thinking to myself, all right, well, we all know how well this went last time, meaning on Monday. Theory clearly not learning. Brock gets the immediate advantage right after that. Um, and just obliterates Theory, throwing him into Suplex City a few times. And then, of course, what I had also forgotten to mention earlier in the show, after Drew won the match to get the title shot at Clash of uh, Clash at the Castle, Theory attacked him. So fast forward to the end of the show. After Theory gets taken to Suplex City, he rolls out of the ring and thinks that he's escaped. And what happens? He turns around and goes right into Claymore country. <laughs> so Drew levels him. And then there's a beautiful stare down between Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, that'd be a lot of fun in the UK. But that's how the show ends. So I'm very interested to see what happens tonight. SummerSlam, SummerSlam should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but we'll get right into those picks. I did... Well, actually, I was able to contact my boys, and I got picks from both Sam and Mr. Zach. So we will see what everybody has to say. So, like I said, eight matches on the card tonight for SummerSlam. Should be a fantastic show, as always. But we'll go right into things. So our picks, surprisingly, or I should say unsurprisingly, are all real close to one another. 
So, for example, if I look over everything pretty quickly, I believe we agree on five of the matches. So we'll go through that. We all picked Logan Paul to beat The Miz. We all picked Liv Morgan uh, to beat Ronda Rousey. We all picked Bobby Lashley with pants to, to beat Theory. It's a long joke with that. If you uh, are a little confused by it, go back, listen to some of our older Matt, uh, older uh, podcasts where we talk about Bobby Lashley, how his record has improved significantly since he put on pants and, and get rid of the shorts. Um, we all picked uh, Pat McAfee over Baron Corbin. Oh, I'm sorry, Happy Corbin. Uh, I just think Pat's just going to continue to just just do amazing. He's one and one. Actually, take that out. He's one and two in his matches, so I feel like he's definitely going to get himself back to 200. This is where things kind of differ. For the match between the Mysterios and the Judgment Day, which is a no DQ match, uh, both Sam and I picked the Judgment Day, and Mr. Zach picked the Mysterios. Uh, the next tag team match after that, which is for the undisputed tag team championships. Uh, with Jeff Jarrett being the special guest referee. Uh, Sam and Mr. Zach picked the Street Profits to become the new champions, and I picked the Usos to retain. I just feel like as long as Roman is champion, he's not going to lose. They're not going to lose the, those titles. It's just not going to happen. I don't I don't think that this is the time. As much as I love the Street Profits, and I think it would be a great time for them to be champions, I just don't see it happening just yet um for the uh raw women's championship uh both sam and myself picked bianca belair and mr zach picked becky lynch and then for the main event the last man standing match between roman reigns and paul and the paul i mean <laughs> between roman reigns and brock lesnar we all picked roman to retain because it's roman reigns and this man i'm telling you is not losing this title until wrestlemania 40 not even 39 40 he's gonna beat the rock when he has a chance which i hope is at wrestlemania 39 and then whoever he faces at wrestlemania 40 will be the person that beats him and that person will be straight to the moon i just have that feeling maybe it's a year ahead maybe it'll be this year at 39 i don't know we'll see but i really truly feel like roman will hold on to this title to pass pedro morales to be fifth all-time ever the longest reigning um, championship reigns. So we'll see. But that's the show, guys. I'm really, like I said, really looking forward to SummerSlam tonight. Should be a lot of fun to watch. Um, let you let us know what you guys think of the picks. See if we're way off. You know, we'll uh, we're still in talks to see what we're gonna do for a post show. Whether it'll just be me again, or maybe I'll have the boys on, and we'll we'll uh, we'll do a little talking when it comes to SummerSlam results and see how we feel about things going forward. Uh, because I know with this main group that we talk with, I'm really the only person who talks WWE or even watches WWE. <laughs> um, and I know I'm just a glutton for punishment, but hell, I've been in, I've been in this for 30 years plus now. So uh, there's no sense in me giving up now. So we'll see what happens. But I'm very excited. Thank you as always. Uh, thank you as always, guys, for listening. I just can't speak today. I'm just excited. It's just it's SummerSlam for God's sakes. Um, but if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. We are over 8,300, climbing towards 9,000, and then that beautiful goal of 10K on Twitter. It's insane that we're 
slowly still making our way there and that people haven't abandoned us. No, I'm, just I'm very excited uh, that we're, we're getting so close. Um, uh, for other platforms, you can find us on Facebook at ship it above the ring. You can find us on Instagram as underscore above the ring. And you can find, um, uh, let's see us on YouTube as well as above the ring. We haven't put a lot of stuff on YouTube as of late, but we hope to change that soon. Um, if you want to follow me, you could follow me everywhere at Scotty J stream. And uh, if you uh listening on a podcast platform that we're not a part of, because I'm pretty sure we're everywhere at this point, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. The way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Hope you all enjoy SummerSlam tonight. I know we're going to, and we'll let you know how we feel about it on Sunday. Thanks, guys. Most importantly, though, please. Do not forget to ship it. Enjoy in the bedroom. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.